0: Greetings! So happy to be here. And thank you for your patience in the midst of our absence. I have to tell you, therapy, it helps. I cannot recommend it enough. Oh, but... Welcome back! You know, whilst the three of us languished on the Not-Derelict, I... I realized just how much I love talking to you all. Seeing your faces each week, how I... I do, how I do, um... Sure you all understand, Alvor's recovery will take quite some time. uh, And unfortunately, he will not be joining us for a bit. I know, I know, he wanted nothing more than to resume his post. He did But it simply wasn't feasible. Would have been the end of him. Gee, I guess he's under the weather. (laughs) Simon Q, what the hell are you doing here and where did you come from? Uh, Now, mm, go back, um... I'm Simon Q. Yes, you most certainly are. You unusual son of a bitch. The four of us? Yes, yes. Um, You may be questioning amongst yourselves. Clearly, this is a trio, not a quartet. Who are they referring to? Arias or some unknown company? Well, I'm sure you heard through word of mouth how Chuck heroically held off Arias. (laughs) Well, it turned out that set off a certain process. And an individual who was constantly evolving and changing in ways beyond their meager comprehensions. So, um... When we passed Ice Atlas, Chuck had a case of the rumbling tummy. I thought, yes, of course. We hadn't gone to the restroom on the derelict. We were beat, exhausted, bamboozled. Um, but then Chuck began screaming. At first I thought, he What trace of that foul hell did not plant onto my big band leader? Elvors and I were shocked. But then it turned out, he was pushing almost as if he was constapato. It was a side effect of what he thought to be mere bioluminescence, but was something uh, more. Uh, We still haven't firmly grasped the mechanics, but we have an idea. Uh, We bought with us a result of what he pushed out, and and before that sounds too gross, just watch. Dear audience, (laughs) you can come out. I'd like to introduce you to mini
1: Chuck.
0: Oh,
1: look at that little fellow!
0: Is that not the cutest life form you've ever seen? Well, Greasy Chuck will be taking Minnie on a vacation next week, and so, lie, we're ready for a break. In order to band, uh, bond in a father child way that he himself Cannot save her with his own father, of whom we do not mention here. And as the inspiring, constant artist he is, it is no surprise that Greasy, and now his son Minnie, want to perform a number for us. The start of a new, beautiful paternal ever. Chuck!
1: Now we're like going to my kids. I request you all come as a little to be here and alive. And I'm going to be a bit of chuck on the mic to a corner of a classic. Five I and mean,
0: By the two trucks and their Neutrino Parmesans. Oh god, have I I mentioned how I am positively ecstatic to be back? Really? God, ah. All right, all right, all right, let's fire away. Without further ado, greetings, citizens of the stars, and welcome to today's edition of Dawn of Tomorrow, a broadcast of adventure, exploration, wonder, and science. I'm your host, Pish Manworth. And as always, accompanied by our lovely in-house big band, the two Chucks and their Neutron parmesans. Live from the moon of Despera, we have a swell show for you today, including a fascinating, gripping interview with Dr. Oriella Wengerhorn, one of the many doctors found on Century Stops to help wounded travelers. And... Listen to this. Percival Ansem has opted to come onto the show again in order to deliver... His farewell address before his solo mission to Bear 6. Uh, the juxtaposition of everyday life and the glimpse of the unknown. A killer juxtaposition. Great juxtaposition. Now, tomorrow news in the cosmos. Well, the last proper installment of the show. We were witness to the most exciting Euler circuit race in years. Well, while we were gone, there has been massive debate on selecting a winner that is still not yet resolved. And not helping is Sacchino throwing practically all of his estate's power and wealth to contest the results, despite clearly coming in second. Pit Pit and Alacrida Story, while initially happy to tie with each other, even amiably sharing a beautiful ride around Eula after the race, are now even beginning to question which one of them truly won. But hey, couldn't be the race of the century without drama before, during, and after, eh? No. J- just couldn't if it was too breezy, you know, with, with that kind of drama, uh, there's stakes, conflict. But all other racers involved have declined to come, with the exception of one Count Gondulak of a very own desperate. The Count spake thus.
2: I still find myself disappointed. Boiling up to the club on the second, and finding I had enrolled myself in a space race. I have been dealt a grievous wound. In my infrequented spots on my home planet, I am a laughing stock. They view me as a fool, an idiot, a jerk, a stupid son of a bitch. They ask how I could have possibly made such a mistake. I inquire as to whether they themselves are perfect, whether they've never made an error in their singular lifetime. I'll have them. I'll have them all! If they keep mocking the Count himself, they will be sorry. I've heard. I'm off to find electronics. Goodbye, and may God damn you whore.
0: Oh. You know, I sympathize with the Count. Who doesn't know the pain of heading so happily to a conference of their own passion and finding themselves signed up for the galaxy's most famous raceway? I sympathize. I do. Well, in a more baffling scientific development, strange uh, rings of blue fling have entered into Nostrelum's orbit and will not leave. Scientists are baffled, explorers cannot get close, and uh, any and all satellites or celestial objects in its path have been duly eviscerated. Look, at this point, we know someone is going to try and contact it, but it is still our responsibility and our duty to tell you. Please, don't! I don't have to tell you why, but it's my responsibility to warn you not to touch the orbiting space plane. You'll probably die. And you don't want that, do you? Fine, if you do. But to those who wish to keep living, stay away from the rings of blue flame around Nostrum's orbit. And lastly, the joint research effort of Ice Atlas and Sessa natives on Erebo goes swimmingly. Most thankfully, analysis thus far points to the conclusion that Erebo is largely dormant and in no danger of waking up. To everyone listening, knock on every source of wood that you can, please. I know that's famous last words. Thank you, Lucky Stars, that Erebo is sleepy. We have enough danger and darkness and doom and gloom and ominousness in the galaxy. Uh, anyway, consultants and experts say this is the dawn of a new era for interstellar development between the civilizations of the two planets, which could mean a whole host of exciting new things. To date, this would be the first instance of a planet and its moon starting relations. It might also spark ex. Exploration of these atmospheric moons, many of which are ignored in favor of exploring the planets themselves or the more extravagant celestial bodies. Fascinating. Anything can happen. So, in a galaxy of ever changing horizons, I find it apt for us to now sit back and listen to our daily dose of scientific trivia. Returning as regular contributor, my dear, darling, beautiful Sakari Stone. From her very own laboratory moon. Buzzing you in now. How are you, my dear doctor? Uh,
1: Peace, man.
2: Welcome back. I am a You are survived.
0: Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Kindly. That's the trivia that Sakari's domain can offer us today. Even contrary to popular belief, you must know there is no uh, constant... An omniscient cosmic clock that determines time in this universe hours. According to the ancient theory of relativity, there is no universal now.
1: None. Okay. Instead, what
0: counts as the present depends upon your particular position and motion and swoosh and woosh and bing bung bang doog da And anyone with a different something-something experiences a slightly different time of day. You have a ball now
1: that is new, uniquely yours! How?!
0: Incredible! Oh, incredible. I, I love that. A temporal now that is uniquely yours. How's that for a loincloth slogan? Uh, that Sakari Stone is a, is a fountain of scientific knowledge. Slightly dangerous, but so undeniably brilliant. that, For those of you who do not know, in 23- 2139, the League of Splendid Scientists interviewed, intervened, rather. <laughs> I mean, they did interview her. Um, intervened to allow Sakari to continue her work that did prove slightly dangerous, but yet so groundbreakingly innovative. She continued her work after graduation at their behest on a small, uninhabited moon in the tropical planet Puman's orbit. And uh, I'm lucky, I am, to call her my friendly contributor. And it comes a time when you just, you look at your circle and you're grateful. You're thankful. How about a temporal now that is uniquely yours? Pish Manworth, likey likey.
3: Yeah, me too, chub. Yes,
0: I... No! Who are you? Christ. How the hell... Why... How do people keep getting in here?
3: Answering quenchly, No name. In some atmospheres, I'm only called the extraterrestrial drifter. Sometimes the in insults. And I walk through the loading dock, man Manworth.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I've heard tales. Yeah, well, uh... Welcome Dawn of Tomorrow, trespasser. Well, I'm sorry. Excuse the jumpiness. I'm sure you can understand how on edge I am. <laughs> you know, I've... I just came back from not derelict. Oh, we've had attacks on the show from giant beasts and the space raiders, and you've got a minerite coat that can conceal uh, weaponry.
3: I ain't armed. Hell, under this coat, I ain't even clothed. Whoa. Mr.
0: E.T.D., what is
3: yeah. that? You think I've got ordinary nudeness. Think again. That's a good old-fashioned scundle. You see things around the stars hopping from nook to nook. You become that which you are last place you got here, kid.
0: Huh. Uh, thanks. Nice. Skungle, you got there.
3: How are you? Listen, kid, I didn't come to loiter or join the, the audience. I, you you know my shtick? Can't say I'm familiar, no. I'll tell you, because I like you. I even respect you. All the shit you done, all the people you helped I'm here to impart words of wisdom, my man, and I'm out gone. It'll be like you've never seen nor heard me. Maybe none of you have. maybe we got struck by a meteor and i'm I'm guiding you to the great butterfly field in the black beyond excellent uh let's hear that
0: wise uh wise wisdom
3: hey. Oh, so sorry. Don't do that. I impart when I want. Got that? You don't do that. This is the extraterrestrial drifter. Sometimes the EDT in songs, and I'm going to tell you chubs, a lot of stars in the sky. Really makes you think. Millions of them. What if there were that many people?
2: <laughs> Actually, Mr. Drifter, there are
0: billions.
3: Suck my drifting dongle, you worthless
0: suck Oh, cool it. Cool it, brother man. I just, I simply cannot allow you to speak to my audience members that way, asking them to put your drifting dongle in. Look, finish point, please. I've got I've got of Vangerhorn and I've got Percival Anselm waiting to speak as guests. They're waiting in the wings.
3: Yeah. Okay, people. Percival Anselm he's waiting in the wings. but I'll say this. Who needs explorers to show us the way? Just gotta explore ourselves first. See you all around. Remember, maybe none of this is real. Sure, goodbye. What was
0: that? (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Firstly, I'm going to go check the access of our doors. Let us now take a minute for a word from our commercial sponsor. I momentarily bid you au revoir. Hey, extraterrestrial drifter, How the hell did
4: you get in here? You too, Simon Q. Oh, hi. So you want plants or something? guess you're at the right place. My name is Hora May. Welcome to Celestial Seeds. It's a plant store. It's got plants and other kind of plant stuff. I'm here to help you find that little something something for your place where uh, Put a plant All right, let's get down to business. So we got all kinds of plants here at the store Rock fruit from Tetros manthia vines from sessin trees from Earth, snow blooms from ice Atlantis and lots more Yeah, all kinds of plants all the good stuff good to get a plant for a wedding for a birthday uh, for your bedroom or starship I don't know you could put a plant anywhere throw it into orbit for all I care use your imagination just come and browse for plants beyond your wildest dreams if you're like me and don't want to step foot on another planet you can get their plants which is really cool and then boom oh (laughs) nice Yeah, you're doing it. Since 2139, we've been on the molten moon of Puman. Yeah, that one. Just look at all the moons and be like, oh, there's the plant store. Really easy. You have a sign that says celestial seeds. Clients include P.S. Manworth, Sloop Tiano, and hundreds of others. I know, pretty cool. We've got high-profile clients, so if they like us, you'd probably like us too. Come on and find out. You won't be surprised. If you like plants, Celestial Seeds is a place you should go. All right, are we are we finished? I got seeds to sprout, man.
0: Well, anyway, my next guest is an everyday hero. A comforting presence for the endless travelers of space. Please get... Oh, it's so good to say this again. Please give a warm dawn of tomorrow welcome to Dr. Oriella Vangerhorn.
5: Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's all very touching. Thank you.
0: My... Mm -hmm. Splendid, Dr. V. No, 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 no. Thank you. I'm so happy to finally have you on. I know we've been corresponding for quite some time, at least since uh, the show started last year.
5: Yes, well, it was just finding the replacement for me that's been so tricky. Thankfully, the wonderful Dr. Sequarius is taking over my shift as we speak. Oh, Mr. Manworth, you're sweating quite a bit there. You're not with fever, are you?
0: Dr. Sequarius. But of course! Who else but he? Well, again, I appreciate you coming on here to talk. Now, tell us, Dr. Vangerhorn. The space-century doctors have saved many a life, stitched many a hound, since their implementation fifty years ago.
5: Fifty-three years and two days, to be precise. Almost as old as me. Oh!
0: You don't look a day over 41.
5: Mr. Manworth, we both know that's an obvious fib. Thoughtful, though. And I couldn't ask for a better way to wear myself out.
0: <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. What does the cosmic element add to the medical profession, in your view, hm? An occupation as old as Chanelie, a cornerstone of every great civilization, now thrust miles high amongst the stars. How does that change things? Or is it just different scenery?
5: Well, that's an excellent question. It is. Um, first and foremost, it's quite exciting. You know, I've never had any lofty ambitions besides that of making sure someone walks out of my office feeling better. So when I went up, it added this sense of excitement. And there was this, um, this newfound revitalization that tends to be scary, as it is joyful. Me and the fellas never took it for granted. Naturally, most of us have gotten used to the mundanity, and it can be quite exhausting, but still, what isn't in the vacuum of space? We're saving lives from beyond Earth. You never, you never, I I think, tire of that fact. And ever since Colonel Clementine helped acquire us proper funds in 2138, I do say, the military absence has helped. It's been smooth sailing.
0: Oh, how so very swell, yes. I can imagine it must be draining and especially with explorers, probably providing novel wounds.
5: Oh God, that's all I will address to that.
0: And how, I wonder, do you deal with the uh, infinite presence of death looming around the corner?
5: Well, okay, um... I'd say, just like any other risky occupation, it's...
0: Do you wake up with nightmares of the fact that you see people blink their last come close to dying within your presence?
1: Mm.
5: A very heady question.
0: Oh, shit. Did I ask that out loud? Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, scratch that, um... Who? Yeah. Uh, tell me about uh, the medicine. Yes. The sweet, healthy medicine.
5: Peach, is everything alright? Chuck, is he?
0: What am I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Chuck is fine too. Chuck is great. He's greasy.
5: Oh, been having nightmares about the derelict, haven't you?
0: Well, yeah. Ever, ever since, you know, when I see the crew here when I watch any shifts goodbye when I go to bed
5: Well, you want to talk about last week
0: no 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 I, I can't possibly not on air no 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 no, no. no, no, no not, not not taking your time this isn't about moi. this is about you and the doctors and the audience and this thing
5: And I'd be forsaking my duty if when someone needed me in an interplanetary situation of pain, I chose not to help them.
0: I mean when he wedded like that and listeners seems part of how, how can I turn you down?
5: <laughs> Alright, help me. Help help me. With pleasure. What do you find to be most difficult?
0: I I didn't just face danger, f- fending off space raiders. You know, it's like you said, uh, that's risk. That's hosting your show on the moon. Walking th- through that, derelict. I died. Was surrounded by death. I saw I I, I I saw I saw a Canadian lose his soul right in front of my face. You know I. I saw the living dead it saw I saw nihilism looking me in the eyes Chuck, Chuck and I didn't we didn't just think we might die no 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 we've had many adventures we, we were convinced we were going to suffer perpetually for eternity how How do I, how, now, how do I grapple with seeing the fabric of that line? Life and death circling each other like that, like
5: like an ouroboros. First, I want to say, I'm sorry you had to go through that ordeal. And secondly, look, whatever I tell you will not be an instant tonic. I wish a few words could cure your pain, but I've seen recoveries, they are long, arduous journeys but I know exactly what to say to someone in your predicament. What? what? It, it's p-
0: predicament I, ne- I think I, I never prepared for.
5: Yes, it's what I realize whenever a patient comes in or goes out. You should not fear the delicacy or existence of that line. You should be grateful that you know it and can now tell so many others. Grateful? I, know I, am
0: so afraid,
5: I'm so afraid, and you will be, that won't go away, all you can do is learn to be aware of its presence, and that awareness is a terrifying thing, but oh, there's such beauty to it as well, you saw the base entropy, the chaos of all life, in its darkest embodiment, no less. And with it came a glimpse into life itself because you, yourself, Pish Manworth, saw it. God, I still don't understand, Doctor.
0: God, everything feels so fragile. I can't help but think that now everyone can die so easily. Then the worst is ready to happen at any moment, just like. Oh, just like. Continue.
5: Do you understand now? Death is all around us, and it always will be. That doesn't just make life precious, it makes life incredible. Miraculous. All we can do to defy that darkness is to know that we are alive and if we have the ability, help others on their way. Darker rooms often make a candle's light brighter.
0: Okay, I, I get where you're going now after admittedly thinking you don't understand, but that that's how we me and uh, those are strong words to live by. You know, the... Therapy I've been in has helped, but that is—I—that'll mean, I, help too. I, it's eventually, I don't—I don't know. I—I mean, I, I still just feel like, I, yeah, I, that—I don't know.
5: You're not alone. We're all terrified, Mister Manworth, and yet we continue to shine our light just by being alive in the face of death. Didn't you say once that watching a leaf is just as beautiful as splitting the atom? Mm. (laughs) Mm. Exactly, so keep on watching.
0: Ideal listeners, please give it up for Dr. Oriella Wengerhorn. True, little, goddamned hero. Provide her an ample amount of applause to both her and to every other doctor and helper and worker and caretaker stationed in our galaxy and those beyond whose universal mission is to save people. Dr. Oriella, thank you.
5: My pleasure, Mr. Manworth. Keep in touch. Why don't you?
0: Well, all right. That was. Uh, thank thank you for. Being cool, with, that. And so we're nearing the end of another great episode. Filled with drifters, doctors, and dongles. So. Our next guest needs no introduction, and by Jove, by Jove, thank heavens, he did not get stuck on an ocean planet. And... Everyone, I give you, for a brief but supercharged send-off,
6: Percival Anselm. Good evening, galaxy. (laughs) Ha-ha! <laughs> How wonderful to speak to you all before the voyage! Peach, my friend. Happy to see you safe and sound. You gave the Anselms quite a fright setting off to the derelict like that. <laughs> my apologies, homie.
0: But, um, all that aside, it's really great to see you again. I mean,
6: if only for a moment. Like you said, hell of a moment. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Manworth. Some gut instinct told me that this lovely little studio was the place to speak. Oh,
0: in the Casa de Man, though? Shucks. I'm honored, pleased, and humble. Anyway, I think I need not belabor your moment further. Everyone's dying to hear you speak. Dear listeners, let us sit back and listen to a historic message from Skybolt himself. Take it away, Percy and
6: Chuck. Cue up track 8 from Yonju Hong. Thank you. Here goes. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Percival Ansel, explorer, engineer, and student of the stars. In approximately seven standard hours, I will be setting off on a solo 10-day expedition to investigate the possible existence of the mythological fabled lost planet of Vera 6. I've no earthly... (laughs) idea of what awaits me this is by all accounts a sector of space completely and totally uninhabited so i know it seems foolish reckless even to go alone but you see the kerfuffle from all the exploration heads made me think this is beyond a mere expedition to bring forth that horizon is to wander about it, to let it overwhelm you, to see what this means, not just for the galaxy at large, but the person inside each of us. And so, like isa Kalani two centuries ago, I too must be overwhelmed. I must, and it'll be more than rivalry more than laboratory findings for the commissions. I am honored beyond description for the permission granted to me. But I know I'll return no matter what I face. This isn't just adventure. This is discovery. (laughs) I feel like whatever I find, it'll change what we know. Perhaps even how we think. The finding of Vera 6 is potentially... And, magically, a doorway to an even bigger universe. A giant leap forward for us. And that, my friends, (laughs) is is exciting. I can barely wait to reach that brink and bring it back. And I'm even more excited to share every beautiful detail with all those who want to hear. Peach will (laughs) simply have to have me back on, won't he? I'll close with this. Though I've bid them farewell, there are two people I must once again address. To my son, Marco. I wish you knew how much I loved you. You are an infinitely special person, and having the privilege to know you and engage with you has been more rewarding than any adventure to my wife Amelia (laughs) you are the fuel that propels my craft the wind in my sails the sun on my dial (laughs) there is no me without you when you look up to the night sky i'll be there among the stars looking down on you in fact to everyone listening If you ever need to know where your dreams and destiny lie, just walk outside when night falls and look up. You are that light in the dark. I dedicate the Verisix voyage to each and every one of you. Well, I'd better get going. Time to see what happens next. (laughs) Hail! And farewell.
0: My dear, lovely viewers and listeners across the galaxy and in this studio, thank you, thank you so much for coming and making a life worth living and seeing everything we had tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, while Chuck Alvorz and I will be on vacation, we will be back. The week right after, I promise you to inform you of what's going on in the galaxy with another wonderful guest at the helm. But for now, I bid you all the sweetest of good nights, the best of dreams, and the lightest, brightest of hopes. See you soon, everyone.
6: Percival! Hey, what's up? Good luck out there. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to me. And so I must go, though I'd rather stay. Goodbye, Peach.
0: So long, Deep Diver. So long. To everyone listening, this is Peter Carolini, And thank you again for tuning in to Dawn of Tomorrow. As always, your efforts are greatly appreciated. We'd like to thank Free Sound for, of course, always providing stellar sound effects. GarageBand, the app where Dawn of Tomorrow is created. And BusSprout for hosting our podcast and letting people around the world, no matter where they are, listen... To everyone in the 13 countries that have tuned in, you have my gratitude, and I hope you're enjoying. Tonight's stellar broadcast featured music from Gustav Holtz, as always, and from Yunju Hong, whose music you can find on Spotify and iTunes. Our wonderful voice cast today included Saima Hook as Dr. Oriella Wengerhorn, Calvin Perez, as the extraterrestrial drifter, Paige Carlson as Hori Mae's celestial seeds, and Jenna Carolini, of course, as Gracie Chuck. Last but not least, returning Jason Keller as the one, the only, Percival Anselm. Oh, and I almost forget that surprise cameo appearance by Baloo, as our favorite Simon Q. Though in the show we say Peach will be on vacation next week. That does not mean we will not be having a broadcast. Tune in to indeed hear the next installment of what happens
1: in the galaxy. And with that, I bid you goodnight, everyone. Sweet dreams.